0: Good morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977 or visit us on the web at KenmoreTeam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing over there? Well, it's kind of weird. We got some clouds in the forecast. Supposedly tonight, we could get some rain. I know. It's a little bit different. And in fact, since you brought up weird, great yes. segue. Okay. Um, you saw my picture on the webpage. No, <laughs> no, not that. But occasionally, I think this has only happened one other time on the show. Uh-huh. But the crazy celebrity real estate story, yes, is going to be less money. Than the Tri City real estate story that I tell you about. Oh. So we'll start off with, and it's not really a crazy celebrity real estate, but from RobReport.com, I had to um, toss this on there because because my friend, you've seen her in commercials with me, um, Barbara Corcoran from Shark 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 Tank. Yes. Okay. Her former New York City penthouse. Just hit the market. It is gorgeous. 360 degree views um, of the city. And it just hit the market for 2.3 million, which yes, it is a lot of money. But it just hit the market for the first time in 25 years. So it had a previous owner. So she sold it. Um Barbara Corcoran owned it up till ninety seven. And then in ninety seven she sold it to former CNN um, anchor Lauren Sydney and her husband, and so they'd gone through, done some remodeling and stuff. I mean, it, it it's beautiful, um, but it is also only because we're talking New York here. Yeah, twelve. Um, it has a twelve hundred square foot wraparound terrace. Um, I mean, it's really nice, but it's not like what you would think here for two point three million. So just to kind of give you something to compare that to, this week, I have a crazy celebrity Tri-City real estate story. and it's, It's not celebrity as much as a very, very iconic property. So earlier in the week- um, mm-hmm. Muster Brothers auctioneers, yeah, had a property for sale, um, on, on the river. So occasionally they'll do some real estate auctions. And so it was actually a parade of home that was built about 10 years ago, it was in the 2012 parade of homes. Oh, it was a 6,000 square foot modern home right on the river in Pasco, 8120 Sunset Lane. Now, in the marketing and stuff, they put out there basically kind of a placeholder for mm-hmm. um, this at $1.9 million, you know, and that's just kind of to get the advertising out there getting yeah. the multiple listing service. They had several open houses, and then on Tuesday this week, I went to the auction. They held the auction very, very well done. Um, just, you know, top-notch, very, very well done, and... There was probably I would say 50 people came wow to to the auction but I would say really when the auction started there was only three three bidders. Okay, three, three real bidders. People so, came to watch. Oh yeah, they came to watch it. So you opened it up, and um, you know it's always kind of funny. You opens it up. I, actually, I, I take that back. He opened it up at five hundred thousand. The bids, and there was probably six bidders uh, <laughs> right away that said, "Yeah, sure, I'll take this gem on the river for five Once it got above a million. It really kind of got thinned down, out. thinned out to three pretty serious bidders, um, went all the way up to $2.6 million and they took a break, and then they came back. The seller had said in auctioning, um, the seller has the right to um, basically have a reserve amount that if it doesn't hit that, they won't go through with the auction. At the two point six, they announced that no matter what the house was selling that night, uh-huh. and um, and then two bidders battled it out to three million. Wow! And so it closed at three million. And in the auction world, a lot of times you have to do be doing some math while you're doing this because how it works in that situation. There was what, what was called a six percent buyer's premium. So whatever the final number was, mm-hmm. you add six percent to it. So really. That property in Tri Cities here selling for three point one eight million dollars. Wow! At auction, right here in Pasco on eighty one twenty Sunset Lane. So, you know, there's um, uh, there's a lot of negative headlines about real estate in the country. Yeah, in the well, news that's not stuff. one of them. That is not one of them. There's also some headlines about cash offers and 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 what has to be done but um big you know fun to see those type of values in tri cities it also brings a lot of validity to uh riverfront property it's a new comp um i earlier in the year we had announced um we had gone over we actually did like columbia river sales like stuff that had sold on the river on the river and uh, last year there was a 3.8 million dollar comp so now all of a sudden you start to have some comps for value and appraisers, in kind of a price point that used to not be seen very often at all, and it's not like it's commonplace now. But more often, we've now seen some of these river properties sell with um, threes in front of them, and I'm not talking three hundred thousand; I'm talking three million. So um, <laughs> you're so, talking seven uh, digits uh, instead yeah, of so, six. So it was it was great to see um, great to see that value come in there and um and there is somebody i i do not know who the buyer was but there is somebody very happy with a beautiful amazing modern house on the on the river it just cost it just cost three million (laughs) bucks so that's that's all so that was our crazy tri-cities celebrity real estate story which actually outdid the national which actually outdid the the national one this week it's very very rare that's happened on the show um getting back to some numbers and just, you know, I I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't commenting on um, national headlines continuing to be bleak on the real estate front. When Mm -hmm. when you look at that, what we have happening um, is, uh, you know, it's an an inflation battle right now with the Federal Reserve. And so um, the Federal Reserve, they're meeting next week. And so they, um, by all accounts and indications, what I've read in Bloomberg, what I've heard announced, it's very, very likely that the rate's going to go up another three quarters of a point. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened at the last Fed meeting. And unfortunately for them, it didn't seem to have a lot of effect on inflation. So another economist that I follow um, released some numbers that August CPI, Consumer price index. Consumer price index was 8.3% year over year, which which in July it was 8.5%, and it was 9.1% in June. It's still coming down, but here's the problem, is if you take out core inflation, if you remove food and energy, which is a big big part of that, if you remove that, you still have what they call domestic inflationary pressure, And that actually increased from 5.9% in June to 6.3% in July. Which is not good. Not good, because here they did a massive rate increase. They see that number increase. This is why they're going to be strong on that three quarters of a point. I actually, the way they've been talking and with what happened last the last meeting, I don't think it's beyond reason that they could even come out with a full point. I mean, just... Uh, wow. The the Fed has the Fed has released language and information that is super, super strong. Um that they're going to be that they're going to be fighting this. Now now what happens in that situation. That affects is home buying. Big time. Like we're we're actually probably not the worst. But one of the worst industries that's immediately affected by that is real estate. Because, I mean, that's affecting mortgage rates. That's affecting what people's buying power is, what they can buy. And um, when you've gone in such a short period of time, I mean, if we go back and look at January where rates were happening, I mean, at three and a half percent, it doesn't even seem possible that it could go that fast. But in such a short period of time... That's been a shock to a lot of people's systems. And so you start to have vulnerable markets pop up across the U.S. Now, luckily, a lot of that is driven by employment. We're very, very fortunate here in Tri-Cities. Yes. Um, We haven't been on any of those lists. In fact, it's been the opposite. The list we've been on are are least likely markets to be affected. But I, I don't want people to be... Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a zookeeper, but what, what is it? Ostrich? Head yeah, your yeah. head in the ground? Yeah, I don't want people to be head in the ground, ignoring this because you have markets like New Jersey, Illinois, California that are listed as the most vulnerable because they have employment issues there. Luckily, that's not part of our equation. We have massive amounts of employment and projects in the area. It will cause some slowdown, though. So with that slowdown and with that, with what's happening out there. And with those prices, the the question that I get most often is people are in uncertain times, they look for certainty. Yes. And so I'm getting that question a lot and shout out to the radio listeners. I mean, you guys have been awesome. I don't think... In the last couple of weeks, I've I've never had you know more listeners call me, and I love giving that advice. And you know, Saturday afternoons after the show, I've I've gotten a lot of calls the last couple <laughs> weeks, which is fantastic. And I, you know, I try to get back to them you know as soon as I can. I mm-hmm. I talked to a few people on Monday this week and and Tuesday this week from the previous weekend show. And, and the phone rings during the it, show, but it, it, we can't answer it because it, yes, it's, it's, exactly. it's your cell phone. And a lot of it's just advice of like hey, if I wait until March, how bad could it be? And so we just kind of go through those conversations and talk about that. But when people are looking for certainty, I wrote down some notes about what that means in in real estate and with your agent and, and what's happening. And that is the biggest thing that I wrote down, the very first thing that we talk about, we coach our clients through, we talk to you guys as listeners and consumers as... And that is when the market starts to shift like that is flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's the number one thing I write down is flexibility. So for instance, what do I mean by that in a real estate transaction? Well, what we're talking to our clients about is, for instance, if you can't sell it, what will it rent for? And so we have been very, very diligent about beefing up our property management side of the business. Yes, um, increasing those services to our landlords out there and our, you know, our consumer base as a whole, because it's another option. Like when those prices, if you look at rental prices versus sales prices, um, and some of the things going on with inflation. Rent prices are not likely to be as affected as badly as the sales prices, right? Because you can choose not to buy, mm-hmm. but generally you still have to live somewhere. And yeah. so you kind of have to you kind of have to look at that situation and maybe one of the options is that point is that we we aren't selling right now, and we're looking at what the rental rate is. Yeah. And so when we do that, people will ask us, okay, well, what's what, can you present a rental option? Well, what's very very fortunate is we have so many data points. We know exactly what's on the market. We know what they're renting for. Within a couple of minutes, we can do an analysis for you of what does what does the rent look like in that situation. We can then toss your port. You can, we can take your property, put it into our portfolio. Maybe you're moving on a temporary assignment. You don't want to buy where you're going. We can have it as rental for one or two years, and then you can come back and take a look at the market. And if it makes sense at that time to sell, great. Um, or if something changes along the way, you can you can go ahead and sell then. The, the second biggest thing that I wrote down under flexibility is that you are likely going to have to have some flexibility to put in some work. I mean, and we talked about this. It was a couple of weeks ago. We talked about inspection items. We were starting to yeah. see more often on the show. Well, more and more of that is coming up and it's not just inspection items. Some of it is the good old days of curb appeal items. Like, yeah. are we getting the people in through the door? Are the 3d tours? Do they look as good as they could? Because as the number of buyer pool shrinks, every time there's an interest rate hike, By the Fed, the number of buyers that can look at your property, that pool shrinks. And so when that happens, how are they comparing you to other properties? So you might need to look at that um, from a curb appeal standpoint. The other point I had down under that is you might need to look at helping a buyer with a flexible loan rate program maybe you need to buy down some points for a buyer so that they get a lower so that they get a lower interest rate maybe you need to help them with closing costs because they're they're strapped on the cash flow now with the with the higher payments so some flexibility there in those situations for inspection items curb appeal and interest rates are a big, big thing that we are looking at with all of our clients. When we come back here from our first break, we're going to approach this a little bit too and talk about certainty. We're talking about how sellers become certain in an uncertain market. And after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about cash offers what those look like and how they provide certainty in this type of market. Right here on News Talk 87. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been talking about certainty in uncertain real estate times. Kind of how you navigate that market as a seller what you're what you're looking at with those types of things. But but there, regardless of what the market happens, there are always sales and people needing to sell. Yes, for various reasons, and so we do have our pick three, and we've got some cool properties because yeah. two of these are going to come in under three hundred thousand. Not Ooh. the fir- not the first one. The first one is a gem, and I'll tell you what this is a this is a awesome property. Pick number one. 1808 North Riverside Drive in West Richland and yes Riverside Drive means you it this is on the riverside Yakima River frontage 4 bedroom 4 bath very unique Custom home on one acre, almost 4,000 square feet. One of a kind property ready for your ideas. Now, this has some vintage details, dare I say, castle vibes. Ooh. Gorgeous river views throughout. Main level has a huge living room, fireplace, tiled accent ceiling, um, expansive kitchen space, and an antique wood burning cook stove. Crazy. Um, this house has a three-story turret with a bedroom <laughs> on each level overlooking the river, and and I'm telling you, McKay. I mean, it is. There is some stuff in in this house. I mean, some vintage stuff. We're talking red carpet, r- um, red clawfoot tub, um, and then in the lower level, do not miss the dance hall. Complete with a stage for the band. Wow. All of this on the Yakima River. Bring your hammer. You're going to need to do some work. It will need to have some stuff done to the property. But this is 4,000 square foot riverfront, 749,900. Absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Phenomenal property and worth seeing for sure. Pick number two, I'm going to take you to Sunnyside. We have a great starter home, a starter home or downsize home, 807 Ismo Loop in Sunnyside. This is a move-in ready, three-bedroom, two-bath Rambler, backs up to a field, so no backyard neighbor. New flooring throughout, new paint throughout, new stainless steel appliances, um spacious master with dual closets, fenced backyard, and um that is coming in. Seller is licensed broker in the state of Washington on that. Um disclaimer on that one. But that one is coming in at 289.9. So very, very hard to find. All completely redone. Three-bed, two bath, two eighty-nine mm-hmm. nine. Pick number three here in Kennewick, 2021 West Second Avenue in Kennewick. This is a two-bedroom, one-bath. Central Kennewick home with a brand new roof, two dual split AC heating units for maximum comfort, original hardwood floors, kitchen has tile floors, large family room, 1366 square feet, all appliances stay, upper level bonus room with built-in storage, large fully fenced backyard, and folks, that's coming in at 265. Wow. 265,000. 1366 square feet. Um, we're putting on some great fall inventory. And that's what happens this time of year because we have this window of after school, fair's over, everybody's settled in, they're getting in a routine. So we're going to see some choi- um, some decisions made by people that come up and they're like, hey, Lance, let's get these things on the market. Let's sell before, you know, it's Thanksgiving and we're worried about the snow flying in December. And so we're in this pocket of the next eight to nine weeks where you're gonna see some very, very good inventory on the market. And so because of that, um, another thing that we teased about before the break was what do sellers do sometimes in uncertain times to have some certainty? And we talked a little bit about cash offers. If you look nationwide, 31% of homes are still selling for all cash nationwide. Hmm. Um, And as the market slows and shifts and pockets change a little bit, there's some convenience of a cash offer. And really, in all actuality, over the course of the last two and a half years... As the market was appreciating and things were moving um, in a different direction at such a just breakneck speed, Mm -hmm. a lot of times the cash offer had lost some of its luster. Let's just say like if you're looking at, you know, five buyers available, no issues with, you you know, financing, everything's going up, you Mm -hmm. know, everything's perfect in the world people would come in with a cash offer and a lot of times sellers would be like, ah, you know, I don't I don't really care because <laughs> if this first buyer doesn't work out, I got two or three others that are 15,000 over list and it wasn't a big deal. You're gonna see the cash offer be a little, have a little more incentive in this type of slower appreciated market. Yes. One of the biggest things about it is the quick close. A lot of times this can be done in seven days or less. The other thing that can happen is what I say, no worries about appraisals, meaning, um, you know, we should have a window here that is great because we had very fast appreciation and then very quick, you know, slower appreciation rate. So we should have these high prices where things appraise as long as sellers stick to that data and really actually look at that data when they price. If that's the case, we might have a a one to two month window here where there really won't be a lot of issues with appraisals. But what will happen... Is as these interest rates go up, you'll start to see there's a section in the appraisal where the appraiser gives what they call state of the market, and they're mm-hmm. gonna start saying things in that state of the market of like interest rates are going up. We're seeing less buyers in the market. Well, when that happens, then we start to see appraisals go the other direction, and maybe things a few things don't appraise. Well, with the cash offer, you you take that you take that off the table. You don't have to worry about that. Um, And so we're really going to be looking at, are some of these cash offers worth looking at? Now, I will tell you, I mean, it's no surprise to anybody, or it surely shouldn't be, that any of these companies, ourselves included, that offer the cash offer, Mm -hmm. that offer's going to be slightly lower than market because the cash offer is taking the risk out of the equation for the seller. Yep. And then the buyer is assuming that risk. And to do that, there is a charge for that. And so it varies from property to property, but, um, they'll, you know, they'll either take that property, then they'll fix it up and they'll resell it. Or they'll take that property. Like we talked about rents still being pretty good and rent still being higher. They might take that property, and then put it into their rental portfolio. So, One of the things to consider as you're in that situation, if you would like a cash offer option, go to Kenmoreteam.com, shoot us a message. We'll get you hooked up with what that number looks like. The last factor that I wrote down in in this situation is experience in this situation is a factor cuz what you have is you have Fannie Mae coming out and when when that data comes out so Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they released data that said we're going to be looking at consistent rates above 6% for the first time since 2008. Mm. So what that means is that any agent that came into the market after 2008 that you're talking to in that situation has no idea what that looks like, what that <laughs> yeah. looks like, and I'm and I've gotten calls from some of these agents already, and the, and they have a tendency to, you know, be having a little bit of a freak out in this situation just because they've never seen it, and sometimes when you go into a situation you've never seen before, you obviously don't know how to react in that in that situation, and so. We're really having to look at the fundamentals of of that and explain the risks to sellers. Now, we come across sellers, like, are you just selling because you want cash or you don't have to move or you want to see what you could get? Well, you have to have some hard conversations in those situations and just Mm -hmm. say, this might not be the market to test that. And, And it comes down to, it's do you really need do you really need to sell in that situation? Because yeah. you you might not get it. If you if you're overpricing at all in a shifting market, it's likely to end up costing you more the longer you stay on the market, longer days on the market, potentially um, potentially some price drops in that situation. And people are telling me all the time at the parade of homes and we saw people They're they're always like, Oh my gosh, I've never seen so many more price reductions. And you know, I had a business meeting on Thursday and they're like, this is crazy. And, and so I just had to look at all of those individually and say, as a whole, you're seeing more of those in the headlines. But when you look at that, the price really hasn't gone backwards, but that asking price, should have probably never been an asking price to begin with. There was no data to support mm-hmm. what that was, or if there was, I think that the that the seller in that situation was likely ignoring that data. So, and then the agent too. So you have to know what that looks like. You have to be talking with your clients about what that is. And a lot of times too, people will be like, "Well, I'm looking at the Zestimate, or I'm looking at Zillow, and." my Zestimate says that my property is X, you know, what are, you know, what you're suggesting doesn't line up with that. And, you know, I always tell people (laughs) in the situation, like, like it's, it's like, if you read the fine print and look at that, that Zestimate could be off anywhere from six to 10%. I mean, they even, Zillow even states this in their fine, fine print. Now that's not the big red number you see. And most Mm -hmm. people never get to reading that. You know, but my job is to tell you, as a professional in the local market, which six percent to ten percent is it off? Is it higher or is or it lower? lower? <laughs> and and that's a consideration that you really have to look at to see where that's off. Um, and so our job locally is to kind of walk you through that, guide through that, and say, hey, in an uncertain market. To give you some certainty, we have to look at this data. We have to look at all of the available options And we have to have some flexibility in it. So my my big takeaway right now in that situation is flexibility. And and like we talked about two shows ago, I said, don't be scared of this market. Um, We're still selling homes. I mean, we still had a number of buyers go under contract in the last two weeks. A number of sellers get properties sold at good market market rates. Um, it's just, you want to make sure that you're doing the research with probably one of the biggest financial transactions that you will ever undertake and, and look at that. And it's really, when it gets like this, it's not just stick a sign in the yard and pray. And, and, and yeah. that strategy could have worked for a number of people in a couple situations over the last two to three years. Um, but double check what that data says, what that looks like in this situation, and what decisions you are making based upon that. So that that's what we're doing. We're grinding away with those strategies. We're looking at the numbers. We're having that flexibility talk um, with buyers and with sellers and helping get transactions facilitated. Um, that's that's the status of the market. That's the questions that we're seeing right now and we're busy it is still a very very busy market we've had great weather great properties great people moving into the area very and we, much so i mean we were with buyers from texas california arizona all week and and looking at what's going on in the market if you have any questions about that analysis or you need something Go to KenmoreTeam.com, shoot us a message. We would be glad to help, and we look forward to being back here next week. Right here on News Talk 870.